You are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, a podcast for fans of the Cleveland baseball team, hosted by Quincy Wheeler. Quincy here with Guardians FanCast, and Tyler's with us again. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Good. Hi, everyone. Tyler out there in California as the rest of us try to muddle our way through uh, another snowstorm. Yeah, it was uh, a it was a little chilly yesterday. I had to put on a light <laughs> coat. <laughs> what what was that? What was a little chilly? I think it was like uh, sixty two. <laughs> Right, right. Just remember, folks, cost of living, cost of living. That's why we're here. Um, yeah, Tyler, I don't know if you if you caught that I was I was getting some pushback from people when uh, Johnny Manziel said that Cleveland wasn't the greatest place in the world. And I was like, yeah, he's right. I mean, it's not really the greatest place in the world. Everybody's like earthquakes, hurricanes, cost of living. And I'm like, but it's cloud cover 55 percent of the year. Yeah, when when we went out there for my grandmother's funeral years ago in February, the high temperature was one degree, and I'm like, yeah, this this is why I don't live here. And and don't get me wrong, there are advantages, and also I will say that if unfortunately if climate change continues the way it is, this may be a, a great area to live uh, when it eventually. And I hope we figure that out before that happens, because I'm sure there'll be other consequences. But you know, Cleveland is great. I love a lot of things about it. But the weather's awful and weather's kind of a big deal. So anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Let's return to our draft. So if you remember, Tyler and I were drafting Guardians Indians players since the progressive Jacobs Field era. And what we're going to do is draft um, 15 players for the positions of, you know, catcher through DH and then five pitcher starting pitchers and one relief pitcher. And we're going to take a look at their um, wins above replacement, according to baseball reference, and give them one season, which we'll pick by rolling two dice. And then we'll go off of the season uh, that that comes up with, whether it's their first, well, it won't be their first season, their second season up to their 12th season. And uh, so that that'll be good. And I wanted to know, like, we'll count their first season as a season where they play, you know, at least 80 games or whatever. We won't count, like, where they just showed up, you know, for the end of the year, September or something. So that's what we'll count as their first season. And uh, so that's what we're planning on doing. Tyler's team, let me just review it for you. Tyler's team is Kenny Lofton, CeCe Sabathia, Manny Ramirez, Corey Kluber, Albert Bell, Carlos Santana, and Cliff Lee. So Tyler's got his outfield sorted out and he's got three pitchers and uh, then Carlos Santana is available. Of course, it's catcher first baser DH. And then I have Jim Tomey, Jose Ramirez, Grady Sizemore, Francisco Lindor, Jason Kipnis, Carlos Carrasco, and Charlie Nagy. Now I went back after this draft Tyler and decided that I really should have done more prep because I kind of blew it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you thought as you look back at your draft. <laughs> Yeah, I um I realized that 
the strategy of waking up a half hour before a draft uh, and then choosing is not the greatest strategy. And <laughs> it gives me a lot more um, uh, respect for the people who do these actual drafts because I am, I always watch them. I'm like, why is the first pick taking like all this time? Like, you know who you're going to pick just do it. Um, and then I get there. I'm like, oh, I don't know who I'm going to pick. So um, yeah, I tried to do a little bit more this time, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, so the key factor that I missed or that I didn't really consider per se or think about the way that I should have was that we're just looking for players who have played at least one season for the Guardians since 1994. So that kind of opens up some options for folks who are still on the board. So I'm interested to see how you handle that and uh, how I'm going to handle that in the the days to come so anyway just to clarify for people when we roll the dice it can be a season that they didn't play for the guardians that we eventually roll they just have to have played at least one season for the guardians since 1994 all right well with that said we are back on the board with tyler for his eighth pick i believe yep eighth pick so tyler who are you picking i'm going to stick with a player who was in Cleveland a decent amount and then wasn't and people didn't like him later in the career because of all the pain he brought to Cleveland. So I am going to pick Victor Martinez. Are there people that don't like Victor Martinez? I feel like everybody should like Victor Martinez. So for me, I, I didn't get into following Cleveland until like 2012 and so he was already with Detroit at that point. And so, yeah, everyone's really nostalgic about Victor Martinez. And I'm just like, I don't have that nostalgia. I'm annoyed no. that every time he comes to the plate, he hits home runs against Cleveland. So, <laughs> but yeah, as I went through and learned more about him, he just seems like the nicest dude. Everyone was sad when he left. He was sad when he left Cleveland. So he seems like a great guy. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a great point, a great pick. And it's cool to kind of see that different perspective because, of course, I remember victor being upset because he got traded crying in the locker room and like so i've got this like emotional attachment to him so even when he killed us i still was like oh victor oh i forgive you <laughs> so anyway a great choice for sure you know there is somebody that's still on the board that anyway i'm gonna <laughs> i'm sure you're gonna draft him and i just can't believe you could just keep him on the board for a while but anyway we'll see if people are following along figure it out all right, so um, my next pick is going to be Eddie Murray, and I'm going to put Eddie Murray in at DH. And uh, so that's one of those big oversights I had from the first time because that guy put up a lot of wins above replacement. <laughs> and uh, he was kind of at the end of his career with Cleveland. He was still hitting pretty well, but definitely should be a guy that one of us have hitting in the middle of our order. Okay, I think I know the person that you're referring to. Um, and if it is who I think it is, you're right. I don't really need to worry about him just yet. Yeah, but, I'm sure it is. But yeah, I'm not going to get him just yet. So I will get Roberto Alomar for my second baseman. That was who I thought about. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm thinking of someone else. Well, I mean, who knows? It might take him. But yeah, that, that's a that's a great point. I can't believe like the mistake I made was not thinking about like all they had to do is play one season for the Indians, and mm -hmm. I could draft him. So I picked Jason Kipnis, and I could have left you your boy Jason Kipnis and took Roberto Alomar. But anyway, 
that's a great pick. He's obviously a Hall of Famer. Probably going to get you some pretty good wins of a replacement there. <laughs> so you don't remember him playing for the Guardians. You didn't watch no. at that point. No, yeah. like when he was with Cleveland, I was seven. So I could, and I wasn't really following baseball at that point. I was, I think seven is when I started playing T-ball. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really following Cleveland at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Victor was the one, yeah, kind of looking at my board. Victor was actually the one that I was hoping you wouldn't take and that you'd put Carlos Santana catcher. So that kind of ruins my board a little <laughs> bit. So good job there. Um, I, uh, yeah, I should have picked Roberto Almar. He was amazing that year with Omar just an incredible double play combination and uh, of course, great player. All right. Well, I'm finally going to dig into the pitching and I'm going to take Dwight Gooden uh, who only pitched a year there for Cleveland towards the end of his career. But he was like one of those guys who's kind of a borderline hall of famer, put up a bunch of wins above replacement. So I'm going to get him in for pitching for me. All right. So this is where a little bit of my strategy comes in. Um, I looked for pitchers, I wasn't really looking at war. I was looking at ERA plus. It's a little easier, at least for picking purposes. Uh-huh. Um, and this pitcher, based on the dice rolls, I think puts them in a good chance to get a, a good roll because um, it'll be kind of the middle of their career. And then at the end, they when they taper off, I'm going to get my closer and I'm going to go with Andrew Miller. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Andrew Miller. Yeah, he's definitely was on my list because he has some incredible years. You just every time you think about him, just think about 2016, where mm-hmm. he was without a doubt the most dominant pitcher in baseball. And that's from a, somebody who had Corey Kluber on their favorite team. Yep. But just like I, nobody ever talks about it. But wasn't there a point where in the playoffs, I think he struck out 20 guys in nine innings. Like yeah. he just. You just couldn't, you just couldn't get a hit off the guy and could, like whenever somebody put contact in the ball, you were like, "Good job, good job." Yeah, I think uh, after that was when his effectiveness started to go down, and everyone's like, "Terry Francona broke Andrew Miller," and I'm like, "We really got as much out of him as we possibly could." But um, yeah, we don't make the World Series without Andrew Miller. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he had a choice other than to ride him. It was just that that Carlos Carrasco injury and Trevor Bauer being an absolute idiot came back to bite us at the end mm-hmm. um, because he had to ride him so hard, but yeah. Yep. That's a great pick. All right. Going back to the pitcher. Well, I'm going to take big, sexy Bartolo Colon. Nice. You can, you can put him as your, your DH cause that home running. <laughs> yeah. So true, man. What, what an example of never knowing what you're going to see at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> hitting a home run. Oh boy. Yep. So that's my pick. And he, he, he's another one of those guys kind of borderline hall of famer, probably not mm-hmm. going to be because he took PEDs, but yeah. he's, he's on the outside looking in. All right. Here's the player I thought you were talking about earlier. Um, and again, I could probably leave him a little bit, but I'll just pick him up now. Um, I'm going to pick Josh Donaldson. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. I thought about him. That's yeah. It's definitely a Roberto Alomar type. So yeah. Yep. That's a good pick. How do you feel about Josh Donaldson? I, I was noticing some people like Loki hate him. Um, I mean, from his time with Cleveland, like he was only there for like five minutes. It's hard to muster any sort of 
intense feelings about him. He was barely there. Like I get why they got him, but he was injured. So that was why it was so easy to get him because he wasn't doing anything. So I think if people expected him to come back and be like his all-star self, I think they were kind of setting the bar a little too high, but I don't really have much against Josh Donaldson. It's like, it would have been cool if he had played better, but eh, whatever. We didn't do anything that year anyway. So yeah, I think people hate him primarily for other playing for other teams. He does come off a little like arrogant. He's one of those guys that like, a little, is, yeah. uh, he's one of those guys. I think that's like a, um, like a gamer type. It's always mm-hmm. like up in people's faces and stuff. I don't mind that, but I was just curious what you thought about, but yeah, I actually love that trade and it, it, yeah. it, it worked out. He hit really well once, you know, he got a week under his belt and he hit mm-hmm. really well. He just disappeared for the playoff series, which can happen to anybody at any time. So, yeah. So I, I, I like players typically who are like that, like who have a little bit of like cockiness and can kind of be a little bit arrogant. They're those players that if they're on your team, you love them. And if you play against them, you hate them. Um, But yeah, I mean, baseball needs more of that. Baseball needs more players to like show their personalities and have the banter back and forth, which, you know, I hate to admit it, but like, Trevor Bauer does that okay. Like he he if someone gets a hit off him, he will, you know, take it right back just as much as he gives it out. Um, everything else about Bauer is a problem, but like at least he does that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't mind his on-field persona. It's kind of fun to have a kind of a villain in that way. It's just mm-hmm. the off-fields, it's the off-field stuff that has made him uh distasteful. All right. So my next pick, I'm gonna take my last starting pitcher and I have a choice here between a couple guys. So I'm going to pick Oral Hershiser, who was one of my personal favorites as a baseball player, the bulldog. And uh, man, he, he really pitched well for the kind of gutted some performances out for the uh, Indians in 1997, as they went to the world series and didn't actually pitch that well in the world series, but really helped them get there. So uh, that's going to be my pick. You said that your last starting pitcher, right? That's correct. I probably shouldn't have reminded you of that. <laughs> All right, cool. That changes my my calculus a little bit. Um, not too <laughs> much, but uh, next player I'm going to go with is Julio Franco for shortstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought about that one. Yeah, and you could play Julio anywhere, really. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and Julio's probably still playing somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he might be in one of the Dominican leagues. Yeah, yeah, I remember him with the uh, with the Indians in quite a few scenarios. So, yep, he's uh, he was born in 1958, so that's two years before my dad. But I feel like he's probably still playing, probably still can hit the ball pretty well somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to return back to my lineup, and I'm going to take Brian Giles to play left field. Mm. Remember Brian Giles from like the nine eight nine MLB two thousand one game. <laughs> you know, he, looking back at his war, that guy had a lot better career than what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he he really was a great player. Ooh, all right, I think uh, kind of left myself in a bind here because I don't have most of the good players I would put at DH are gone at this point. Um, so I guess I'll give myself a little bit more time to figure out who I want to do that. And so my fourth starting pitcher, I will take Shane Bieber because you don't have him, right? Yeah, you got a good shot there because he hasn't played that many seasons. So you're probably going to get 
a pretty good season from him. Well, you're definitely going to get a good season from him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good strategy to go with to choose a guy who's had fewer seasons. And I didn't necessarily think about that. So I like that. I like that. I realize he only has four seasons listed and three of them. He's got a pretty good ERA plus. It's just not his first season. But if I get his third season, that's that'll be helpful because it's a Cy Young (laughs) year. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll roll. You'll roll until you get a a number that he played. And, uh, Seems pretty likely you're going to get a, you're not going to get first. So you get a two, three, or four. So that's actually a really great pick. Good thought. Man, I'm sorry. I didn't think this out even sooner. We're figuring stuff out now. All right. But I do know who I want to take with my next pick to fill out my outfield. And Mm -hmm. that is Johnny Damon. Nice. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about him. That Cleveland Indians legend. I was so that was the first year I started following Cleveland, like pretty much like every game. And I remember when they got Johnny Damon and I was ecstatic because (laughs) when I was younger, I watched that Red Sox team that won the world series. And I remember him from there. And then I think my roommate at the time, (laughs) um, I'm pretty sure internally he was like, yeah, that's, he's not that player anymore, but he let me have my fun since it was my first year really following baseball again. So I appreciated that, but yeah, I mean, if you get one of his, his early Red Sox years, it's going to be, that'll be a good one. For the best. No. All right. I've, I, I've painted myself into a corner. I don't know who else I'm going to pick. I guess why not? Let's, I'm I'm waffling between two players right now. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out which is the uh, his dice rolls aren't gonna be very good. Oh. <laughs> well, you just Bieber was just a great one, so that should help you. All right. We're gonna put him probably at my DH. Um, because I don't yeah, I don't have another option. So um I'm gonna get uh Shinsu Chu. Ah, yes. Yeah, he was he would have been next if I needed an offensive player. So that's good. That's a good pick. It's tempting to pick Travis Hafner, mm-hmm. um, but uh choose the better choice, I think. He's he's put up a, a great career, really. Is Hafner still on the board, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he you're just jump. it's it's a risk to take him because he had some mm-hmm. years where he didn't put up much. And as a D a DH purely his wins mm-hmm. above replacement aren't that high, but you could get a couple of those years where he was a dominant, dominant hitter mm-hmm. at uh, defensive penalty form. All right. Well, I've you, because you took Victor and Carlos Santana, I am uh, stuck, kind of stuck a catcher, but I'll take Sandy Alomar jr. And uh, of course he had some really good seasons and never a bad thing to have Sandy on your team. So that's going to be my catcher. I've got one starting pitcher role left. Um, remind me who you've got for your pitchers. Oh yeah, sure. I have, uh, let's see. I have Carlos Carrasco, Charles Nagy, Oral Hershiser, Dwight Gooden. All right. Yep. Then I will round out my rotation with, Mike Clevenger. I forgot to say I had Bartolo Colon, but yes, Mike Clevenger, good pick. And also another one of those Shane Bieber types who doesn't have a ton of seasons and what he mm-hmm. does have, he's pretty good. So that's a good call. I like that. 
All right, and finally, I'm going to pick my closer. Now, I will say that another guy that I thought you might draft is Dennis Martinez because mm-hmm. he had a long and good career, but I think you're probably wiser to take a Clevenger type and hope you get the right roll of the dice there. All right, uh, so this is tough. You know, Andrew Miller probably have been my top choice. And my fa- one of my favorite all-time Indians players is Bob Wickman. And I tempted to pay- take Bob Wickman, and he actually probably wouldn't be a bad choice because he pretty consistently put up those, like, two-win seasons. And uh, But I'm going to take a roll of the dice in a literal sense and phys- figurative sense and go with Rafael Betancourt and hope that I can grab him in 2007 when he was, like, the best relief pitcher in baseball. <laughs> You didn't want to take Chris Perez? Yeah, right. <laughs> Chris Perez, who's probably on the beaches of California somewhere at this point, I think. Yeah, with his dog. Yeah, with who, his dog. Who ordered oh, cannabis under his name. <laughs> oh, the memories. All right. Well, so we have our teams assembled, and I think probably we'll go offline and we'll roll dice and figure out um, who's got who as far as uh, which seasons and add those up and next time that Tyler and I talk we'll review the results and see whose team won so thanks for the time Tyler yeah thanks always it's a lot of fun this has been the Cleveland Guardians fan cast music is provided by purpleplanet.com that is purple-planet.com our intro song is purchased licensed from pond5.com.